0: Welcome to the Me Talks podcast. I'm Fran Dargaville, a functional nutritionist. My home base is in Sydney, Australia, but you'll just as often find me following the sunshine and warmer weather around the world, and of course, hunting down all the best coffee shops while I'm at it. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hey guys, things are a little bit wild in the world out there at the moment. So we want to remain informed, but I think it's a really good idea to switch off the news, maybe switch off social media for a little while and take some time out to relax, you know, you might not often get the opportunity to relax, but now is a really great time to do that. It's also a great time to learn some new things. You know, there's so many great resources out there. I've got lots of great podcasts here, but there's lots of um, incredible free courses and free content and podcasts out there that you can dive into and learn some new things and take this opportunity for growth and relaxation and reflection and enjoyment instead of getting sucked into all the fear mongering and craziness that's going on right now. So in this episode, I interviewed Megan Sandvy, who is a health coach and trainer, and her goal is to empower all women to feel fit and fierce. Her mission is to show women how to finally make peace with food and their bodies and feel strong inside and out. We chat all about how you can work out less and eat more and still get results. And we talk all about mindset and how you can start to create a new and exciting vision for your life and how to actually take the steps to move towards your ideal life. So whatever is going on for you right now, I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. It's a really great conversation. So let's get into the episode. Hey Meg, welcome to the show.
1: Hi Fran, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we had a great chat on your podcast as well, so I'm really excited to find out more about you and, and, you know, how you operate here as well.
1: Yes, I know. I'm excited to flip roles a little bit here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be loads of fun. So Meg, could you share with us a little bit about your background and your story and how you got into health and fitness and I guess today how you became more interested in the mindset side of things?
1: Yeah. So I am a health coach and trainer and I really focus on the intersection of where our muscles and our mindset meet. And my journey started when I was a real small girl and not feeling comfortable in my body, really hating my skin and in the way that I looked. And eventually that turned into a very disordered pattern with food and with an addiction to exercise And it was a really dark phase of my life. It was a really hard space to sit in and to be in, to just feel that weight constantly all the time. And eventually, thankfully, I was able to seek help and seek guidance and move out of that space. And when I did, I realized that my mission here is to share that with other women because I get it to its very core. If you're experiencing that, I understand you. I see you. I know how hard that is. And I don't want anybody to have to sit in that space. And so that's why I created my coaching program and I host uh, the Fit and Fierce podcast, my podcast, and just really giving women a space to love and honor themselves and feel as good about themselves as they should. And you're worthy of feeling.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And I think that is really important. And I've seen this pattern in myself and friends, and I used to be really obsessed with training and the gym. And I think when you're in that space, you know, you think it's healthy because you're surrounded by that. Um, But I guess, you know, coming out the other side of that for myself, I can definitely realize that it wasn't healthy. And, you know, as you said, it's sort of all consuming. You can't think about anything else except, you know, the next time you're going to exercise and what you're going to be eating at your next meal and, you know, potentially beating yourself up if you, you know, went out and enjoyed yourself on the weekend. So I would love to know your thoughts around, you know, the training and the eating and all that side of things, because I know that when you are in this and when you are, you know, maybe restricting calories and doing loads of exercise, it can be really hard to imagine that there is another way and that you know, there is actually a place where you can you know, exercise and be fit in a balanced way and not be obsessed about it and also to eat in a way um, you know, that fuels your body and you can actually enjoy your life. So could you explain to us how this can actually work? Maybe for someone who's really in that and can't quite see a way out of it right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I that just all of it. I'm just like shaking my head so strongly because it just hits so, so deep to home. And I think at the, the very core of it is that diet culture and gym culture, that's what that tells us that's what we're supposed to do, that we have to be so extreme in order to get results. And in order to be, I use air quotes very loosely here, but healthy, you know, that's what healthy is when in reality that our body in that state, when we're over-exercising, when we're so restrictive with foods, when we're so stressed out about eating or not eating, it's just in a state of panic all the time. And in a point in my life where I was deemed the and I was celebrated for how often I worked out and for how hard I worked out and for the way that I ate, when I was what healthy should be, in society's views, I was, my body was failing. I exercised to the point of broken bones many times. I had lost my period and still am dealing with amenorrhea. I caused so many health issues. And realizing that and realizing that none of that is actually healthy um, was a huge step for me. And so when you can start to relax and release that, your body. Is thriving in that space. And I know that you can't wrap your head around that if you're dealing with that. But it is just when you start to treat your body with love and respect and fuel it in the way that it needs to be fueled and move it in a way that needs to be moved, it then can grow. It can give you everything that you're so badly, badly wanting because it actually is giving the tools to be successful in that process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I find it interesting as well because, yeah, I went through the same thing. I affected my thyroid function and that's probably one of the things that led me to getting chronic fatigue for sure, Um, along with, you know, a bunch of other factors too. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I can just see that the impact of this is huge. And also when you're in that space, you know, you think it's, I guess, Coming from that aspect of wanting to control something in your life, and also, um, you know, definitely wanting to to look a certain way. But it's fascinating because for me now, I can I can see you know I'm definitely not in that place. I'm moving away. That's just really fun and enjoyable, and um, you know, still go to the gym, but not in a rigid way and that kind of thing. And yeah, maybe my body doesn't look as good, but I don't give a shit. You know, it's mm-hmm. I just. I'm enjoying feeling healthy and just being able to move in a way that feels good instead of being so, you know, obsessive about it. So it's interesting to realize that, you know, you're probably not going to feel that different about your body if you let go control a little bit. And also you might actually feel way better about your body, even if you weigh a few kilos extra.
1: Well, and that's, I mean, that's exactly, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Fran, because the follow-up of that for me was in the point in time where my body was the leanest and I looked different than I do now. um, I was, not only was my body very unhealthy, I actually hated myself more then than I do now. Because as you said too, it's about control and it's about this the skewed view that we have. And just because I was smaller, it didn't mean that I found myself any more worthy or that I loved myself anymore. In fact, at my leanest, I was my most miserable, which you would think like when I got there, like, this is what I wanted. This is what I should be happy for. But I couldn't see it in that time. I didn't even know it existed. So now when I look back and I see pictures, one, I think, oh my goodness, you look sick. And two, like, Wow, why did I think there was anything wrong with my body in that space? It just—it's—it's it's mindset. It's a head game instead of having anything to do with what your weight is or isn't.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, as you said about you know amenorrhea and these kind of things, you know, it's your your period, your menstrual cycle—that is an indicator of your fertility, yes. But your overall health and. I think there's a lot of people who um you know whether or not they realize that i guess that is that ends up being an impact and it, it can take a long time to undo the damage that you've done there um, and again it's not just because you want to be fertile and want to have a baby you know it's an indicator of overall health so you know just seeing how huge that impact can be and that it can last you know it can last years for people to actually be able to undo that and repair that. You can just see how much of a huge impact this can have on your health overall.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been three years and I still um, am dealing with amenorrhea. As Mm. you mentioned too, my thyroid is not functioning. Mm. I have SIBO that I'm treating. I've had adrenal fatigue. I mean, there are so many. I can I forget kind of, because they all get lumped into one big (laughs) kind of health ball, which um, there's a lot of underlying causes to that. And whether specifically my actions were the main cause, they might not have been, but they definitely were a trigger for my body to go into that frenzy state. And so, and again, anybody out there that's in that space or contemplating that, no, like it's been three years of very serious work with practitioners, with changing up the way that i eat the way that i move with supplements with with everything that it's still something i'm working on so in the time we don't realize the long lasting impact like you said on your health of that of what those actions can do in that time
0: yeah absolutely and you know even just overtraining on its own or even just undereating on its own without you know putting both of those together and without you know the emotional sort of stress and impact of that those things on their own can just have such a huge impact on your body and cause so much stress, which can, you know, lead to these, um, you know, conditions or imbalances that you've developed and that so many of us develop when we go through this as well. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're all under enough stress as it is without inflicting more by under eating or overtraining.
0: So and true. It's
1: like one more piece that we're adding on to what life
0: kind of is throwing at us every single day, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. We're under enough pressure already. So let's not, you know, load it on with ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's shift what we're talking about now, because I think, you know, what we've spoken about is really great. And I'm so glad to be able to make people aware of, of the impacts and everything, but Now we want to focus on future casting and mindset, because I know people listening, they might be struggling with some of the things that we've spoken about already or some other, you know, long lasting symptoms and conditions, autoimmune conditions and that kind of thing. And I know for myself, when I was struggling with chronic fatigue, it's really difficult to imagine another way and to actually imagine that you could ever possibly get out of that. So I would love to know how you use future casting and mindset or you know how the listeners can start to apply this in their lives um, to enjoy the present more the present moment more and move towards a more positive and healthy place.
1: Mm, I love this. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Future casting is a practice that I do daily. And if you're not familiar with that, what future casting is, is it's a way of manifestation and it's a way of creating your own reality or flipping your script or your storyline. And it's simply put is when you write about either an obstacle that you're wanting to overcome or a goal that you have, or you know whether that is overcoming your autoimmune disease or just anything in your life, when you are talking about it or journaling about it, you write it and speak of it as if it has already happened. So instead of saying, I want peace with food in my body, you just simply say, I have peace with food in my body. And it's based on the law of attraction. It's based in those rules that we have around manifestation where if I'm like energy is attracting like energy. And if I'm putting that out into the universe the more that I have it and say it and call it out, the more that that's drawn into me. And then we begin to create that. We begin to move in ways that are aligned with that and actually shift into having that truly, truly as what we get to live and breathe every single day.
0: Yeah, that's so, so fascinating. And I love this approach as well because with my own health journey, I think this is really what got me to, Hundred percent in the end, because you realize how, when you are, um, you know, you're struggling with symptoms or conditions or you know, low moods and these kind of things, how every thought you have is just so often negative and keeping you stuck. So I think this is a really powerful, powerful exercise. Mm -hmm.
1: And I like, I like when we talk about future casting because when I talk about it with my one-on-one clients. I actually start by them just writing out what their perfect day looks like and I have them be as detailed as possible. And I I explain this as kind of future casting as a way of daydreaming, like when they were little girls and they get to just envision this perfect reality and you get all these warm, fuzzy feelings. And it's just, even if you don't believe that it's true, even if you're struggling with it and you can't see that outcome, if you do this, it's giving you 10 seconds a day where you just feel good. It's just a light space. So um, it's it's something that you can just do to give you a little glimpse of warm, fuzzy feeling in, if all else fails in it. And I do believe that it actually does work. I truly, I know that for a fact, but if you're beginning into doing it, that sometimes can feel odd. So just thinking of like, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to daydream about what I want my future to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's really great advice. And, you know, what I see for so many people as well is that um, they have no idea what's possible for themselves. You know, they may look at what you're doing and, you know, think, oh, you've got such a cool life. I could never possibly do that, you know, Um, or even, for me, just living by the beach. I mean, I've always lived by the beach, but there's so many people that are always, you know, messaging me or even friends. Oh, I would love to live where you live. It's like, well, you know, if you really wanted to, (laughs) you could do it. Yeah. Create that vision Mm -hmm. and then start to put the steps in place to make it happen. So I think instead of, you know, um, just putting off these things and going through our whole lives, feeling regret for never doing the things that we want to do, this is a really great way to Firstly, just start to look at that and what we might actually want for ourselves. You know, you don't have to start with taking the actions. Um, But then, you know, when you're ready, you can start to take the little action steps and who knows where you might end up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, doing this and just holding space for taking time to add in future casting is kind of just like adding a little bit of fuel to the fire and the more confident in it, then you're right, friend. Then you can take some inspired action. You can take some small steps that will eventually lead you to whatever you have envisioned for the days ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And How do you use this? So, yeah, I I like to use this as well. um, The perfect day exercise with people going on, you know, when I run retreats and that kind of thing. Um, But how, how do you use this with clients in terms of um, do you use this around the whole sort of body image and mindset side of things or is it sort of like the general, um, you know, what do they want from their lives overall or is it kind of a combination of both?
1: I think it definitely is a combination because with most of my clients, they quickly realize that struggles with food in their body are, one, impacting every other area of their life, or there are ways that this can be used in the other areas of their life as well, whether that's with a partner, whether it's with um, their work, their career, their dreams, their goals. So you can definitely, the nice part of it, you can do it in any way but when I do have them specifically dive into it around their food and their body, it is using language. Like I am at peace with food and exercise. I can go out to eat and not feel anxiety. I move my body in a way that is nourishing to myself. I eat in a way that fuels me and satisfies me. Um, it's, it, it can be broken down into many, many different ways of, whatever that individual is really, really wanting to overcome and is really struggling with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And to anyone listening, I would definitely go and and try this, Um, you know, get the journal out or a blank sheet of paper and it might feel a little crazy at first, but yeah, I think I like the idea of doing it daily, as you said as well. It's sort of something that I've um, you know, recommended and done myself every few months. Um, but I think focusing on that daily is just um, a really incredible idea, because we know that visualization works, you know, there's studies that prove that. So um, this kind of exercise is just really powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree too. completely agree. Yeah, it's definitely something I do encourage my ladies to do every day. It's something I do every day. And some days it is about food in my body. And other days, like I said, it's about my job or where I want to live or what I want to do in my relationship. So it can kind of morph into whatever, whatever you're needing it to be in that time.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So let's chat about self love now. So Mm -hmm. I think this is something that's thrown around a lot on Instagram in quite a wishy washy way. Um, But, you know, I definitely know there's power in that especially Uh, in relation to all the things we're talking about, you know, body image and, you know, having respect for yourself and, um, you know, not trying to change your body or be obsessed with food and training and that kind of thing. So why is it that self-love is so important and maybe, you know, what is it in this context and how can we actually cultivate self-love? You know, what are some maybe action steps or, you know, mindset shifts that we can make around that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I think ultimately the importance of cultivating self-love and having self-love is it's the crux of all of it. It's uh, to me, self-love means that I find myself worthy, that I find myself to have value, to be loved, to give love, not only to others and by others, but ultimately to myself. And I think there's a huge misconception out there on the social media world and Instagram world that you get to this place where you have self-love and then you're done. Like So many of my ladies that I work with will ask me that, like, how did you do it? How did you get there? I was like, well, I'm still doing it. It's never that it's going to be done. Loving yourself isn't just this place you get to, but it's something that we just keep practicing day in and day out. And Really, it's accepting that our body is just this human suit that we are in and that we are so much more than what is on our outside and giving yourself the space to feel badly about yourself from time to time and giving yourself the space and the courage to pull yourself out of that victim role and treat yourself with love, grace, and respect ultimately um, is, is kind of the basis of my view of self-love, it's not that pretty, pretty picture that we always see on social media necessarily.
0: Yeah. It's not just, uh, you know, just bubble baths and dry body brushing and that kind of thing, which I think (laughs) definitely what we see on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So how can we start to, um, you know, cultivate this within ourselves? Mm -hmm.
1: I think the very first thing that is helpful for everybody is to just Acknowledge the negative cycles, the negative words or thoughts or behaviors that you're taking over your body. We oftentimes don't even realize them. It's just something that we're so accustomed to, we don't see those. So just starting to take note of, you know, are there are there times where you look at yourself and you see things that you don't like? Are there, you know, is it when you're trying on jeans you talk badly about yourself, or where are those cycles happening? And then it's just acknowledging it. It's not trying to change it or judge it it's just coming at it from a place where you can learn from it and then we need to feel what we're feeling we're our emotions are meant to be felt and expressed and so if you just say you like you need to dismiss this and like I'm supposed to love myself I can't feel bad about myself that's not honoring yourself either it's just holding space to kind of sit in your uncomfortable feelings And then eventually, after you've processed that and you're kind of aware of it, you do have to start to switch out of that. And to move into a space of self-love, one, I always say we need to lead with gratitude. You know, we need to be grateful for everything. Um, And the more that we show that gratitude towards ourselves and maybe what your body is capable of, what it has done, um, it starts to shed some light on it. And another piece that we talk a lot about is just body neutrality. And that's just being neutral with your body saying, you know what? I might not like my stomach today. I might feel a little fluffy or feel a little bit more full than normal, but I really, really like how driven I am. I really like how I can connect with people. What a great speaker I am or putting in traits and celebrating things about your body that Are not your physical attributes. Um, That's huge. And that's, again, reminding that we're so much more than our human body, than our skin, than our human suit that we walk around in from day to day. And also the biggest thing that I always, always tell my ladies is we don't have to learn to love yourself. You just have to remember that there was nothing wrong with you in the first place. That somewhere down the road, you learned that and you thought that, but it's just a belief. And that wasn't true until you gave that power. And so the more we can take away power from that mistruth and that misbelief, the easier it is to really step into a place of self-love.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was amazing. Lot. That was a lot of information that... like really fast at you. Yeah, no, that was, that was incredible. I think that, that sums it up really, really well. And um I think that's just so helpful for anyone listening, you know, whether you realize that um this is a challenge for you or not, I think all of us experience this to some degree, you know, at some point in our lives. Um, you may not be there right now, but it's really important to um, you know, remember this and realize that there are these tools and um, you know, different things that you can do and different ways of being, you know, that you can turn to when and if you are experiencing this at some time in your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that you finish up and that you say that too, because you're not stuck. Anyone listening out there, you're not stuck feeling that way and that's not the way you're meant to feel or that you have to feel the rest of your life. You can take action and I know it seems unimaginable and unbearable. I get it to my very core and I know Fran does as well, Um, but it's, it's possible to, to be in a different space. It really, really is. And it's not easy to get there. Don't get me wrong. This journey wasn't the simplest thing I've ever done in my life or <laughs> continue to do, but it's worth every second, every second of that journey is worth it.
0: Yeah. I, I love that you said that because, you know, I think whatever it is, you know, whether it's chronic fatigue or the bon- body image stuff or, you know, other health issues or mindset issues, that's, a belief that I've always had for myself and for others that there always is another way. And it's always possible to, you know, to improve and change your mindset and feel better. Um, And I think so many of us and what we're exposed to and what we hear from other people, you know, maybe not so much in the body image space, but particularly with chronic health conditions is that you're stuck and that's, that's Mm. the way it is. And, Um, You know, you've just got to suck it up and get on with your life. And I really believe that we have to believe this for ourselves, that there is another way. Otherwise, um, you know, we'll just be stuck in that negative space forever. And that's not healthy or productive. And it's not enjoyable in the present moment. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Nobody wants to live in that space. So don't choose to.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's what it is. It might not feel like it right now, but Mm -hmm. it is a choice. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is great advice. Okay, so we'll move on to some slightly different questions, rapid fire <laughs> questions. Yeah. Um so, what did you have for breakfast today? Ooh, ooh, I like this.
1: Uh, for breakfast I had a green goddess smoothie. So a smoothie packed with every kind of green you can imagine and a ton of spinach and kale and cilantro and lemon. And there was spirulina, so it was really green, and some frozen <laughs> banana and berries, and it's my favorite, favorite breakfast.
0: Yum! That sounds absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so could you walk us through a typical day in your life, and maybe how you incorporate, uh, you know, some of these practices, um, you know, the perfect day planning or the um, future casting, and um, maybe even you know, exercise and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so my day when I start, uh, I wake up and I have a little bit of a guided meditation that I listen to. It's on my phone and it's just 10 minutes and I can just do it in bed and uh, I love to start my day with that and it is filled with a lot of positive affirmations. It's also filled with a lot of future casting prompts. So you're kind of envisioning something that you're wanting to accomplish And after I get that done, I do like to get my workout in first thing in the morning in whatever way feels good to move my body. So whether that's going to the gym, going out for a run, doing yoga, just some way to move my body a little bit. And then finishing up that workout by fueling up with a good breakfast. Usually, like I said, that green goddess smoothie or some kind of similar concoction to that. Um, And throughout the day, then it's broken up with coaching and just feeling whatever I feel called to do also again in movement. Um, and I finish my day actually with more deep dive into journaling. I know several people that say we should journal first thing in the morning. And I say, you should do whatever feels good to you. So I feel best when I journal in the evening and I do a lot of that future casting prompts actually in there listing out what, um, I'm wanting to call in and always actually leading it with gratitude. So that's the best way that I like to cap off my evening before I head off to bed
0: at the end of the night. Mm, I love that. And you're just like bookending your day with, um, future casting and gratitude, which is really cool.
1: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. That's awesome. I love hearing all about people's days and, you know, how they fit these things into the day. Yeah. It's so cool. (laughs) So what is the one piece of advice that you would give anyone listening today? Maybe something that they can go and put into action.
1: I think the biggest thing is starting to just take a little bit of time for reflection on where you're at. And maybe that is really asking yourself, am I doing what I want to be doing in a way that is actually honoring and respecting my body? And that is your emotional body, your physical body, your spiritual body. And if you're feeling like there's something out of alignment, I would really encourage you to lean into that and really dive into what feels out of aligned with it. And what are some actions that you can really do to start to move out of that space or what resources can you find for somebody to help you move out of that space?
0: Yeah, that is really good advice. I think that's you know powerful, that self-reflection and It's, it's often tricky to do that when we're Mm -hmm. um, stuck in a tough place, but that's how you start to move out of it. As you said, it is great advice. So I know you've got a great podcast and, um, you. you know, website and Instagram and all of that. So where is the best place for people to find you?
1: Yeah. So my podcast is fit and fierce and it's the little and symbol. Is that like an ampersand? I don't even no, the symbol. <laughs> um, and that's just on where every kind of major podcast is housed. So, all of the places you should be able to find it. And my website is fitandfierce.co, it's all one word. And the main hub that I hang out on, like most people, is Instagram. That's my stories and my posts and um, things that I like to share about my clients' wins and all that fun stuff. And my Instagram handle is fit and fierce, but it's two T's. So it's F I T T A N D F I E R C E, all sandwiched into one long word.
0: Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, thank you, Fran everyone definitely go and check out Meg's podcast and Instagram and website. She's got lots of great info in all of those places. So Meg, thank you so much. This was absolutely awesome. I'm sure everyone listening has learned so much and we've definitely opened their eyes. It was such a great conversation. And I love, love, love your perspective around all of this. I think it's really, really empowering and really going to make a difference to anyone who was listening.
1: Well, thank you, Fran. I, I surely hope so. And I appreciate you holding the space for me and allowing me to do this and know that I feel the same way about you. I mean, the outreach that I got from your episode was amazing. And just your words and your views touch so many lives and the positive impact that you're making in so many is incredible. So thank you for allowing to me, me to be a tiny sliver of that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thanks so much, Meg. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Metox Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to create a plan to reach your personal health goals, head to FranDargaville.com and schedule your free functional nutrition strategy session. If you want to connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at FranDargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.